0: Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of Exploration with Astral, where we descend into spiritual topics and practices. My own passion for this began when I was a young child facing what I considered a spiritual experience. I was in middle school, and one night while watching TV, I turned the armchair around and saw two very tall, pale figures decorated in white robes with short, curly blonde hair and red eyes running out of my hallway and disappearing When they got to my dining table only a few feet away. I became obsessed with the paranormal, but that obsession quickly grew into curiosity concerning the spiritual. Today we're exploring a form of spirituality called witchcraft, and here to tell us more is Katie. So Katie, I'd like to start off with uh, asking what does it mean to be a witch, and how do you define witchcraft?
1: Um, Well, let's see, I would define witchcraft as the use of a mix between uh, a spirituality and sympathetic magic, which is I perform act on object equals thing happens to something else. So, for example, if I put a charm on my altar, then it affects how someone else is going to behave emotionally or mentally. Um, and to be a witch is that I would as define as a practitioner of that sympathetic magic and the spirituality that comes with that.
0: I see, I see. And I think that's very interesting because as we both know, witchcraft can be a very confusing sort of umbrella term that refers to all kinds of different stuff. Some people use witchcraft to refer to uh, Egyptian mystics, Greek mystics, um,
1: voodoo. Voodoo,
0: yeah. voodoo.
1: It's, uh, all, it's all very personalized. It all is going to depend, the, the practice itself is always going to depend on the person and the, the branch that they uh, ascribe to. So that's mm. always going to be separate. But they all have in common this sympathetic magic, which is mm. act on thing, equals act on something else right. with uh, this inadvertent kind of soft power um, means of getting things done.
0: Absolutely. And I noticed that you said it was personal, which I, I, I'm really intrigued about and I like. And for you, what does it look personally like? What is your personal expression of witchcraft that you would say? Like, Do you belong to anything personally? Would, some people might just call it witchcraft in general, but do you call it something specific?
1: I would say myself, I belong to the Asatru, which is Norse pagan, uh, very similar to neo-pagan branches of witchcraft. They are all Nordic deities and practices and holidays and um, those types of uh, that realm of, of magic and witchcraft. Mm-hmm. They they have their own terms. Obviously, you would say a Volva for a seer woman, or a vifla, That's a that's a witch. Um, they all have their different terms and their different magics and whatever. And for me, day to day, it's just you know maintain the altar and I don't know uh like be open to the signs of like the gods, like they all have their different ways mm-hmm. of communicating and it's just being open to that communication.
0: Yeah. So it seems as a lifestyle, it's something where you just remain a sort of open <clears throat> connection with these spirits so that they can help you and, and be there for you and in return, you kind of keep that space clean and good for them. Would you say?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Um, and in, in, so, what would you say is the goal of doing this? Like, how do you benefit from doing these things and living this lifestyle?
1: Um, for me, so when I was very young, like my my whole extended family, they're all like very hardcore Mormons, and my family used to be, uh, you know, very hardcore Mormons, and we left the church when I was eight, and for a very long time, I was very, um, and I'm I guess I still am very anti, um. Structured, uh, how come on you say like um main, mainstream, or mainstream, um, Catholic and Christian centric, yeah, Abrahamic, organized, religion. organized religion. I would say because that is very patriarchal and it tends to be more of man's realm and you know quickly devolves into corruption and greed and mistreatment of other people. That's not to say mm-hmm. that everybody is like that, but those structures and tend, those, patterns, those there. patterns tend to be there. And for a very long time, I was so anti that that I confused that with you know spiritualism and just paganism and religion in general. And I had a very interesting conversation with my um, AP chemistry teacher back in high school, where she, I asked her, you know, how can you be religious and also be a science teacher like those things don't seem to coincide and she said you know these things can exist in tandem if we accept with the caveat that we accept that science tells us the how and spiritualism can tell us the why and it's not that i felt like it was empty or that i was missing something but i felt like that was a very that was a good way to let that kind of thing into my life because i can accept that science can tell us the how, how everything happened, but mysticism and spiritualism can tell us the why. And I'm happy to let those two things like coincide with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That, that's a really good point. And thank you for sharing those experience with us. Um, and so in, in those experiences and the practice, would you say there are any cautions to be aware of or warnings for, for you or your practice? Um,
1: Um, well, Asatra paganism is an open practice, so it really can take in anybody from any culture, ethnicity, diversity, whatever, we take in everybody, and we're more than happy to to bring in everybody, but I would caution, like, new practitioners or new people wanting to get into it to be aware of closed and open practices, like, uh, voodoo is a closed practice, and Native American uh, religions are closed practices, and not to get into those and not to get mixed up in those because they're not for you and that's not to be gatekeepy that's not to say that you can you can't do magic just because you can't do a certain branch of it but that historically culturally is not relevant to you and it's not going to work for you like you need to find something that is gonna um it's like it's gonna vibe with you better like you need to find something that is going to um fulfill you without stepping on other people and being culturally insensitive Mm.
0: yeah and I'm actually glad you you brought that up. That's that's a really good warning. Um and I'm not sure if the viewers know, but there was actually a woman named Kat not too long ago I heard who about her. Yeah <laughs> who who tried practicing voodoo and she attempted to summon Papa Legba. But um and we're actually gonna touch on this a little bit later, American Horror Story has a season called Coven, and their Papa Legba they have is actually the Baron Samedi. And this girl tried summoning that it wasn't actually Papa Legba. leg but she got she got the baron and she died three days later and so i think and a lot of the conversation that spiraled out of that was this is a close practice for a reason if you don't know what you're doing do not do it and i think that that's a really good warning to have because you know assuming these things are there you can have really disastrous effects more mm-hmm. than just nothing showing
1: up yeah oh and there's the other element of bringing something in that doesn't belong there, and that gets very um, eugenics-y very quick, Mm. but you don't want to bring in energies and elements that are not historically culturally relevant to that practice, so like, me having grown up in Arizona for 22, uh, 23 years now, I forget how old I am, culturally being very very mormon and then getting into paganism and whatever i should not be getting into voodoo because i'm bringing in things that don't belong into voodoo if i had been raised in the south and my family had had been doing voodoo or i had friends that had been doing voodoo but i had grown up in that environment that would be more acceptable so i'm not saying like oh if you're not black you can't do voodoo or if you're not native you can't do uh,
0: native shamanism
1: shamanism. if you're raised in that culture if you're, if you grew up in that culture, if you're accepted by the people and all this, that's what it means to be a closed practice. It's not like outsiders are not welcome, you know, but that's not to say that no, that it's completely closed off to everybody, you know Mm, what I mean? Yeah. And that sounds a little contradictory there, but it's it's not like, it's it's closed for outsiders, it's not closed for like the ethnicity ethnicity and culture, if that makes sense. Right,
0: absolutely, and I think that goes back to you know, it being a personal practice too and those elements that you brought up because it, each practice, it sounds as its own thing. So your practice has its own methodology and other practices have their own and they, you can't, like for instance, you probably could not summon... Let's say Papa Legba using mm-hmm. Egyptian ways because they really one, isn't that's not a spirit in their culture.
1: Yeah. You're you're but... calling you're calling on a you're calling the wrong number. Yeah, if you want to think of it, right. Your you're using the wrong phone. The wrong. You're sending smoke signals, and that guy has five G. Like yeah, know, it's
0: completely different. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But well,
1: and, and I, they have different structures, right? Like if i was getting, I, I if I was getting into more Christian or Catholic uh, forms of witchcraft it's uh structures that I don't ascribe to like I don't believe in angels or in God with a capital G or uh monotheistic really uh religions like that those things don't vibe so if I was getting into that I'm bringing in a different energy and something that you know those elements are not going to also vibe with me on you know it's it's
0: it's like they're not recognizing you and you're yeah, not recognizing exactly. them.
1: We're all we're all keeping our, our, our social distancing <laughs> and, and we're all keeping to ourselves yeah. and that's yeah. how we can find... Wave these. hello on the
0: street. Hey girl, how are you?
1: You wave, you say hi, and then that's it. You don't you don't need to interact further.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that this kind of goes to, I mean, the the accidents and the mishaps we see among people not respecting those um, is a sort of rise of witchcraft being trendy there's like a witchy vibe do you feel that with witchcraft becoming more popular in the media we see more people trying to be practitioners
1: i do and you know the the these trendy like sour jars and you know the hashtag baby witches and astral projecting and stuff that are very popular right now are are catching the eyes of People who don't necessarily benefit from witchcraft, if that makes sense. Like I know um, we've had conversations in the past about how witchcraft is traditionally magic of the oppressed, and it's mm-hmm. used to get around systems that hold you know us down. And the the soft spoken power, the soft powers, and the um, everything else that doesn't touch the hard power. And these people who are seeing it now that it's getting into the mainstream are people who who'd never have needed to use that. So now that they're using that, there's this like very virgin, fresh energy Mm -hmm. that is never been honed. It's never been used. It's not exercised like a muscle that's never been exercised. It's gonna it's gonna snap and tear. It's gonna break. So you're gonna see more of these mishaps, and you're gonna see more of these accidents because they're not trained to use that correctly, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's also kind of backfiring because it's not for you. Right.
0: The calling for them wasn't there. But I think part of the appeal of media is, you know, um, the reality versus what we might see in the media is very different. So we can do a lot of, like, video edit, picture editings of us levitating in the air for, like, cool witchy effects, but... People, you know, might see things like American Horror Story Coven and want to do that or want to do what you see on Instagram. And that's why they get into it without that actual Mm -hmm. spiritual calling, something calling them to the craft and saying, hey,
1: you're here. And that's not to say that those things don't call people. Like, Mm. I, from a very young age, have always been interested in mythology and the fact when Percy Jackson came out, I was very into Percy Jackson and all of... um, the red pyramid and now the magnus chase series and like i've always been into magic and mysticism and and fantasy and folklore and and fables and all this that's not to say that mainstream can't call people but i think it's um it depended on the person to know when that's coming you know to pick up the phone when it's calling this um this this trendiness and like everybody it's not wrong to want to be able to do cool shit that's not wrong to mm-hmm. want. Harry Potter is cool for a reason. All these fantasy folklore things are cool for a reason. D&D is popular for a reason. Magic is cool. It is a cool thing to do. It's not necessarily beneficial for everybody. Like, if I'm the wealthiest person on the planet, you know, money draw spells are probably not for me. Yeah. I already have that. I do not need more of it. Mm-hmm. That that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I definitely see what you're saying there. Um, so, it it definitely sounds like there's people who will benefit from it the most and then people who really won't benefit from it um and for you uh, on those benefits can you share some of your spiritual experiences with us and, and maybe some of those benefits that you've gotten
1: yeah I typically I do magic for other people I'm not exactly hesitant to do it for myself but I don't do any kind of magic that I don't for something physical that I can achieve myself. So if I I think the the most recent thing the the only thing that sticks out in my mind is the money draw spells I've been using for the past like few months. And because I work a minimum wage job and um, I was very stressed out with money things. I have very sensitive like very sensitive anxiety when it comes to money. And that's the only thing that I've been doing for myself and it's been, you know, I reap what I sow. I've been Getting in that coin mm-hmm. but i typically do magic for other people because they themselves feel a trepidation or a hesitance to do something on their own and if you know mixing science and spiritualism here if anything it's if if nothing else it is at least good for a placebo because it makes the person more confident and more able to notice those things that they are searching for when they ask for something mm-hmm. and that's you know manifestation at that point it's um, if, if someone's asking, uh, you know, I just need more happiness or, or whatever in my life, I, I just need a little support right now. And you go, okay, I'm a, I'm going to, you know, light a incense for you. Like we're, we're going to get that worked out for you. Then they start to notice those things more because they're, um, they're, they're manifesting it, but they're also looking for it. So mm. that, that is more of the kind of stuff that I do.
0: Yeah. Well Katie, thank you for being here with us today and sharing your experiences and practices. It was very informative and enlightening. I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate it. Uh, But before we go, I have one last question. If someone wanted to start practicing, how would you recommend they go about starting?
1: I would recommend doing um boatloads of research, like just as much as possible, cast that net out as much as possible get as much information on different uh, branches of witchcraft, different um, practitioners, see what kind of things they do to to complete their practices and if that's something that you feel more comfortable, like more able to do I guess. Like um, if one section is very sacrificial, of, of animals maybe, you don't wanna get into that because that's not something that you're comfortable doing or able to keep upkeep. Um, find something that is both doable and something that kind of calls to you. You'll, you'll know when you're doing research when something is calling back for you because you're casting out that net, you're calling as many numbers as possible, someone's gonna pick up. I would also recommend finding somebody who also practices in their own way just so that they can maybe help train you to see signs or get those communication channels open and kind of hone that a little bit more and kind of test the waters. If it's not if you think you found something and it's not necessarily connecting with you or it's not necessarily communicating back with you maybe pull back from that and test something out. Wait until you find something that is truly resonating with you before you stick with it. If you Mm -hmm. decide if you're just casting your net and you go oh that deity looks so cool I'm gonna do that like I'm gonna work with Sekhmet and then nothing really happens. Nothing comes to fruition with that. Maybe pull back again and try something else. Wait until you start seeing those results and you start seeing that open communication channel and start feeling that out.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It sounds like opening, opening up yourself to receive and just being aware of who's connecting to you, you know, and we talked about it before, who's recognizing you and who you're recognizing as well.
1: It, it's very, um, you choose them, but they also have to choose you. Like it's, um, I don't want to say it's like Pokemon, but it's kind of like Pokemon. Yeah. Like you, you got to cast out and see who's who's connecting back with you because yeah. um, you're just going to end up wasting a lot of energy and a lot of time and a lot of emotion into something that is not going to, through no fault of your own, it's just not going to, it's not going to help you. It's not going to benefit you.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been episode one of Exploration with Astral, where we explored witchcraft with a personal practitioner and witch. Thank you all for listening today and tune in next time for the next one.